Greetings friends, this is Will Nicholas, your Odd Rev, and this is the Deep Faith Nine podcast. G'day friends, and welcome to this very first podcast of the series Deep Faith Nine. I'm Odd Rev, and I'll be bringing you some insights into the series Deep Space Nine and the theological components or faithful spiritual components that actually are found within this particular series. Now the first question you might uh, want to ask me would be, why Deep Space Nine? There are quite a number of other Star Trek series and quite a lot of rich science fiction. D Space Nine has been my favourite science fiction series, let alone Star Trek series, since it first aired in 1992. It has really taken that place as being my favourite because of the ways in which it deals with uh, community and the way in which the different characters engage with each other in a social kind of way, which is very different to what I found in other Star Trek series. It also deals with quite a number of significant spiritual dialogues and narratives and this makes it a particularly interesting podcast subject as I explore the nexus of ideas that come together between spirituality and science fiction. So let's explore this series called Deep Space Nine a little further. Uh, The series entered production in 1992 and was broadcast from 1993 until June 1999. It was the first Star Trek series created by Rick Berman and Michael Piller rather than Gene Roddenberry. It was also the only series to air alongside another Star Trek production through its entire run, airing alongside the Star Trek Next Generation from 1993 to 1994 and then following on with Voyager from 1995 until Deep Space Nine came to its conclusion in 1999. It is also unique among Star Trek series of not being based on a starship moving from one place to another but being fixed in one place on a space station called Deep Space Nine. I say unique in Star Trek series because it wasn't unique because at the same time as this the series Babylon 5 was running from 1993 to 1998 and Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine have quite a number of common elements. The static nature of their location Uh, changes the way in which the dynamic of the show ran, creating a need to create community uh, and to build a sense of of excitement around being in one place rather than boldly going where no one had gone before. Many of my science fiction friends have dismissed Deep Space Nine as a car park in space. How can anything interesting happen if you're stuck in one point? However, I would want to say that the writing of this series has really shown how you can uh, stay in one place and build a sense of community and tell an epic story around a significant location. For me, another significant change that happened with the airing of Deep Space Nine as opposed to The Next Generation and the original Star Trek series that happened beforehand is that the story moved from being episodic, as in a disaster happens um, in 45 minutes a solution is found and everyone lives happily ever after until the next episode when a new disaster happens. Deep Space Nine begins a 
process of storytelling that starts with episode one and winds its way through with a, a completed narrative at the end of the final season. Babylon 5 also does this. And this uh, epic narrative storytelling uh, gives us a, a very different feel from previous science fiction works that relied upon the narrative working through a crisis and coming to a solution. Shows like Lost in Space and The Land of the Giants and even the original Star Trek where the crew uh, or stars ran into a problem, solved the problem within a period of 45 minutes and then uh, returned on their merry way until the next episode. Deep Space Nine and Babylon 5 follow a storyline from beginning to end sure on the way there are episodes and there are certainly crises they have to solve in 45 minutes but there is foreshadowing and a sense of being a part of something larger than just this one episode and a need to remember storylines from one episode to the next one of the other things that i really enjoyed that goes along with this epic storytelling is the bringing of characters from other series into this one Previous to this, there'd been cameos and, and other bits and pieces that had come in, but the bringing of characters like Miles O'Brien from Star Trek Next Generation, played by Cole Meany, and later on in the series, Michael Dorn, playing Worf from Next Generation, really brings a sense of a larger uh, universe to Deep Space Nine and uh, an exciting opportunity to think about what happens before and after in the lifelong journeys of each of these people. Throughout the series we learn more about each of the characters in Deep Space Nine. We learn more about where they've come from and the pasts that they have and we see uh, how those pasts will actually affect and have consequences for them as they proceed into the future. This ontological and sometimes eschatological effect uh, brings about a, a greater depth to each of the characters we come to know them and understand them. Not just how they are, but why they are the way they are. It's my hope that we will build a sense of community around this podcast in much the same way as the crew of Deep Space Nine did around the space station that orbits Bajor. To this end, I would invite you to send your comments into the Never Odd or Even page um, with the hashtag DeepFaith9 or follow us on Twitter also with that hashtag on Deep Space Nine. I'll be uh, continuing to explore the concepts that are actually in this, and if you've got concepts that you would like to explore, then I would invite you to uh, send those comments in, uh, and I'll certainly address them and bring them to a light during a, a You've Got Mail kind of session. Uh, I'll have to come up with a good name for that. Maybe we'll call it something like Open Hailing Frequencies or something like that. If you've got any suggestions about how I might be able to make this podcast uh, more effective or, or directions or, or specific issues that you'd like explored as we go through, then uh, I would absolutely welcome your feedback and input in relation to that. I'll be posting the podcast on the website oddrev.com and also be launching it onto iTunes. But if there is another podcast uh, app that you're using that you would like me to put it on for your convenience, then please also let me know that through the Facebook page, Never Odd or Even. I'm excited about the way in which we're going to visit Deep Space Nine together during this podcast, and I look forward to all of the colourful characters that we'll meet. Dr. Bashir, Judzia Dax, uh, 
Captain Sisko, Kira Norris, uh, and so many others, as well as Miles O'Brien uh, and the uh, elusive uh, and stoic Odo, played by René Aubergine. This uh, series will give us the opportunity to explore matters of faith and theology without really having to draw a long bow, because the series is very much caught up in the role uh, of uh, Bajoran spirituality and the way it interacts with Federation life uh, and the lives of the other beings and races that uh, come into the life. I forgot to mention one of the most colourful characters, uh, Quark, who is the local bartender who runs. And let us not forget uh, the amazing character of Morn, who actually appears uh, in more than one episode as well. So I invite you to set your coordinates for Deep Space Nine, make ready to enter this uh, amazing world, and join with me as we explore this place. Remember that you can comment and follow on Facebook page Never Odd or Even, uh, and likewise follow us on Twitter, and always go to the oddrev.com webpage to, for this and many other uh, podcasts and blog posts. Thank you for joining me today and for joining me on this journey into the future as seen by Star Trek Deep Space Nine in the years 2369 to 2375 on a little space station orbiting Bajor far out on the edge of the galaxy far beyond the stars. Until next time, I've been Will Nicholas, your Odd Rev, and you have been listening to the Deep Faith Nine podcast for Never Odd or Or Even. Even.